Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. And welcome to the Average Joe Show, episode number six. Join me this week is the usual gain of suspects. First off, we have Charlie George with us. Charlie, how's it going? Pretty good, Corey. How are you doing? Doing pretty good over here. Just preparing myself for the fun-filled hour of lost time I'm going to get tonight when I go to bed. And yeah, we're all losing that hour, Corey. Don't feel so bad. <laughs> Except for the folks in Indiana who uh, apparently don't have daylight savings time left. I might check. Well, I think some of them do, but you know what? They're they're just screwed up in the head over there, apparently. Better. They're really I think, lucky. <laughs> I think it depends which county you're on, actually, in Indiana. Because one county will, will subscribe to it, and the next one won't. So that makes it all the more fun. Well, interesting. So, there was one county last year where they changed from central to eastern time. And, what? No, seriously. They, they somehow voted or whatever. They went from – because they were right there on the line, and they went from central to eastern time. And they went th- set their clocks ahead an hour, so they lost two hours last year. Well, get this. There's this county in Michigan, okay? And I believe this is correct. Um, but it the county is divided – with the uh, Eastern and Central time up in uh, Michigan uh, by uh, in the Upper Peninsula. It's divided Eastern and Central. It's so funny because <laughs> you cross the lake. Hey, it's an hour ahead. You cross the lake the other way. Hey, it's an hour ahead. I, I guess that's good if you live in one county. You go drinking in the other county. You can get an extra hour. Exactly. Bar closes. <laughs> oh, honey, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to go drinking now. Hey, it's 10 o'clock over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's still young. Also joining us tonight, we got Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on with you over there? Nothing, man. Just watching it snow again. Is it better than last? Really, you're getting hit. Yeah, uh, dude. I, I went out yesterday to help my brother pick up some cabinets. It was this like flat snowstorm because we had to go up uh, up 79 to I 80, and if you know anything about Sure, man. I know uh, I-80, man. Well, if you know I-80 in, in western Pennsylvania, that's right, the line of demarcation. Well, that's the line of demarcation. Anything around, around I-80 is where the snow belt, you know, it's a notch in the yeah. snow belt. And we, we went up there, and within 10 minutes, there was three inches of snow on the ground. Wow. And, it, it, I, you know, I've never seen it snow like that in my life. To go from, oh, there's a little dust in the snow to, wham, there's three inches in 10 minutes. It was just amazing. Is that why they call it, it a snowstorm? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. I'd, I'd, yeah. Like I said, I'd never seen a snowstorm like that before in my life. So, But I'm not going to get on my rant again about wanting my global warming. I'm just going to – I'm going to be a nice guy, yeah. and I'll, I'll leave it at that. For now. Welcome to the weather, guest. <laughs> yeah. It's – it's it's partly cold as hell in, in western Pennsylvania with, with a chance Rolling of snow rock. forever. Okay, let's get going with the stories tonight. Charlie's got the first story of something I think all of us couch potatoes are dreading. Okay, so we all sat through the uh, writer's strike. We've uh, been waiting, and in a couple weeks, uh, networks like ABC is going to return with uh, episodes of The Desperate Housewives, uh, Brothers and Sisters, Ugly Betty, things like that. Shows that I've been kind of missing because I really hate watching reruns. And, you know, it, 
as if summer wasn't disappointing enough with nothing really entertaining to watch except reality shows. So I thought you were going to say because you were a closet woman. That too. Miss, but, miss some desperate, desperate housewives. Never mind. Go ahead. So uh, now I guess uh, the actors feel that, hey, you know, uh, I think that uh, we're uh, underworked and overpaid, so let's ask for more money. I think what they're going to do is they were just waiting for the writers to get oh, – I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought that they were just waiting for the writers to get their approval, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, the, the writers, you know, thing has been kind of, it's pretty much, you know, done. It's a done deal. Okay. So now, uh, apparently, uh, the actors are proposing a strike to start on June 30th. So right now, films that are being made, if the completion date is scheduled past june 15th production is going to be halted on everything that's past that date to uh protect the financial backers of the movies which is completely understandable but what i don't get and granted i'm gonna say actors they are you know very talented they you know it's not easy to get where they've been but unlike writers who don't make a lot of money okay they don't make a lot of money um, the whole residual thing as far as uh, their shows being sold other than uh, through television, uh, as far as uh, DVDs, iTunes, things like that, them not getting you know, a piece of that. And if they do get a piece of it, not, not that big of a slice. But wh- why do the actors feel that they're uh, kind of getting gypped here? I mean, I think they make more money than the writers do. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do, except, you know, maybe the writers on Lost, you know. <laughs> In my honest opinion. And on the story here, on the cover of it, was uh, Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy, George Clooney, and Reese Witherspoon, who I think are, come on, cha-ching. You know, two words if you had to describe all three of those actors and actresses. I think Clooney gets $20 million a movie. I think yeah, he's in the $20 million club. And, and Clooney's kind of unique in the way that, and he said this in interviews too, that he'll do, you know, a movie for the money and then he'll do a movie that he, you know, he has a passion for, you know, a movie that, that wouldn't normally get made, like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That movie was something that wasn't really going to get made, although it did get made because he, you know, backed it, so to speak, and he had friends that backed it. It was a pretty good movie. I liked it, but, you know, he, he's, he's um, one of those people that will do it a picture for money and then do a picture for himself yeah but the the point is i mean they don't need any more money i understand that no i I don't think so and and i i think there's a big difference between movie stars that do you know big screen movies and tv stars you know the tv guys don't get nowhere near the money i don't understand how Somebody like a Clooney or whatever, or anybody for that matter, Reese Witherspoon, I don't care who you say. If you go in and you sign a contract, say, I'm going to do this movie for X number of dollars. Right. They're welching on it, more or less. It, yeah. That, that's, they're reneging on their contract because they've already signed a contract saying, you'll pay me $20 million for this movie. Now, I'm going to go on strike because I want to, I want to get a piece of the, uh, the DVD sales. And, right. and, and they should be entitled to that. They should. Yeah, but that should be part of their contract. That should be part of their exactly. contract. Look at that Jerry Seinfeld. Up front. Look at Jerry Seinfeld. 
when he signed his contracts, his contract said, okay, you know what? You're going to pay me, you know, what was it, a million dollars an episode? Plus I get, you know, residuals right. off of the syndication, plus DVD sales, everyone plus everything else. Everyone does, though, Corey. Corey, everyone does. Well, um, no, no, what? Who have been TV, whoever's, if, um, I had this friend, uh, Carl, and this is going to sound really corny, but he did a guest spot on Saved by the Bell, which is a really <laughs> corny show. However, Every time that episode episode aired that he was on, he would get a check for it. I mean, it was like a dollar or two dollars, but right. he got yeah. a residual for doing it. But yeah, but that was part of his contract. That was part right. of the deal. Exactly. Now, exactly. The, the other people that you know, like Schwarzenegger, was one of the first to do it, where he said he didn't want a paycheck. He wanted a percentage. Uh, and I think it was for. It might have been for Terminator. The first Terminator. He wanted a percentage of the sales. He wanted a percentage of all the merchandising, but he did it with, without a contract. And I guess they didn't realize how big it was going to be. And he made, yeah. you know, a truckload of money. Now, Here, I mean, but, it, no. but at the same time, that's a gamble because nobody right. knew that the Terminator movie was going to take off the way it did. You know, but he said, okay, I, I think that, it, you know, it's strong enough that I can do that kind of thing. But I have no pity for – I mean, all these people go into negotiations and they negotiate a contract. Each movie or each TV show is done on a, you know, on a negotiated basis. So if you negotiate and say, I'm going to do it for $10 million, you know, if you, if you think you want to get a, a piece of the DVD sale, then put that in the contract. Yeah. There's no need to go out on strike because – uh, well, the writers just did it, and the writers got a lot more money. Well, the writers don't make a third of what the talent makes. A third? I wouldn't even say an eighth. Yeah. But then again, look uh, back 10 years, Ward. I mean, would we have thought that TV shows, I mean, even the obscure ones like, you know, Bob Newhart, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, things like that would be out on DVD as part of his mass releases. You know what I'm saying? If you look, if you look at, at some of the, I mean, the older shows that they didn't even contemplate, you know, going into syndication, like Mash, Honeymooners, Honeymooners, the honey, well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's even f- further gone. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm but, thinking, I mean, Mash was up until eighty, what, eighty three, eighty two, Okay, and what was the name of the so, final episode? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, son of Bueller? a bitch! Oh, so it was like so, was it like so long. So, amen and fare, farewell and amen or something like that. What was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, farewell, something like that. Something yeah, like that. And it was February twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three, and I am not looking that up online. So, not eighty two. That was the, one of the most. Watched that was the most finale. watched, most watched series finale of any TV show. I thought okay. the Seinfeld. Sucked no, Seinfeld sucks shit, and no, it wasn't. Now, let, I mean, but that being said. If you look at Mash, which was which was recent, right? right? None of those actors are getting any residuals for that. No, no I think Alan Alda. No, 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 no. Alan Alda was nope. also a writer and a producer, so you can't look at him That's as what? strictly an actor. No, yeah. none of the actors. It was none of their contract. McLean I mean, you look at McLean Stevenson too was a director as well. But if you look at all the shows like Gilligan's Island. That's still, I mean, shows that are still in reruns that were done, Star Trek. you know, back well, in the day. Yeah, they don't get nothing out you know, of that. Now, speaking of which, on Gilligan's Island, I did see an interview with one of the actors some years ago, and all of those regulars on that show saw, signed a contract saying that they will get residuals for their first six reruns of every episode. <laughs> yeah, so that know, was like, so that. seriously, by like 1970, they were done. Oh, yeah. They, they never I mean, thought the show would be on in reruns 40 years later. 
Well, neither did the writers either. No, but dude. If you look, at, if you look at Mash. Now I don't know how it is in in Chicago or Tampa, but up here, Mash is on like four different stations, at o'clock. least at least twice a day. It is. It's usually it's on like for an hour block on each station. Exactly. But in fact, um, up up here on a uh, Hallmark. Yeah. Hallmark yeah, has yeah. two hours every day. That's four episodes a day. That's fine. Oh, no, not not that I'm complaining about it. I mean, I I think Mash is a is a good. It was a great, I mean, groundbreaking show. Now, it, it, here's my question before I, we get too carried away. What do you dec- what do you consider Mash to be? Comedy slash drama, although it got too political in the end. I thought. Yeah, it did. But I mean, I, I, I guess a comedy drama. I, yeah. Yeah. A drama. A dramedy. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean there there were some episodes that weren't even close to a comedy. I mean so okay. I mean they they couldn't be pigeonholed. You know, and and I think that was part of their success. And who cried when Henry Blake died? I mean really, come on now. Huh? Oh, dude, that, that, that almost horrible. killed me. That was sad. I know. Well did I, did you see the, <laughs> did, no, did you see the interview about that? What what no. happened? They uh they had already shot the whole episode. Right? right when Henry gets on the plane, radar salutes the whole nine yards, and they said, "They said we need more. We need more. We need more film. We're short." So they said, really? well, "What the hell are we going to do?" Yeah, we're we're ten minutes short. We got to do something for ten minutes. What are we going to do? They said he crashed. Kill him. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how the the decision was made on set. They were like, "We we ran ten minutes too short." Which I so guess kind of adds to everyone's shock value, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Even he's though dead. They it, like, you know, two days later they probably filmed it. But, you know, just, you know, you're expecting a completely different outcome and you get that. But, I, I, you know, I, I think it was a great show. And um, I could watch those episodes, you know, back-to-back, non-stop, marathon-stop. Oh, yeah. So anyhow... <laughs> I ranted enough for everything. You're right, though. I mean, we could talk hours about this whole TV thing. I'm just Welcome curious. To I'm just curious to see exactly what their demands are going to be, because they can't be identical to the writers' demands. Because obviously they're making more. They probably got a bigger percentage of everything. And, and you know, like Ward said, they're under contract. When you sign a contract, you agree to that. Yeah, and those people on Lost, I'm sure they are not starving. <laughs> Especially the fat guy. <laughs> Oh, that was horrible, man. That was that Oh, was please. The next story, a website called Yellow Jobs, Y-E-L-L-O-J-O-B-S dot com, based in India and Thailand, actually allow people to recommend others for jobs. It's basically a, a, a referral service. And over there, if, you, if they get a successful referral, the person that refers them gets – Five thousand rupees, which is equivalent of a whole hundred and thirty-three dollars. Wow! But this this company is planning to expand to the U.S. in uh, May this year, and will offer Americans fifteen hundred dollars for successful referrals. Now, big money. This big is a, money. This is a good thing if you want to get rid of your pain in the ass coworker or boss. Yeah, yeah. You, you think boss? You, do you think a lot of people are going to jump on the bandwagon and want to use this service so they can make a quick? Oh yeah. Well, I don't think it's even to make a quick buck. I think that they're going to do it and just say, okay, yeah, 
my boss is terrible. Maybe if I recommend him for another job and somebody comes in and wants to pay him more, he'll just leave. So I don't care if I'm going to get a uh, – you know, a check for it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to get rid of them. Best of both worlds. I mean, I think about it. Yeah. But I mean, it, that's the whole thing. I mean, if you're really a disgruntled employee and you want to get rid of your boss, I mean, how better than, than you, you put his, you put his name into a headhunter and let the headhunter come in and try and get him for, you know, whatever. Right. But, you know, I, I thought of it this way too. It's like, say this headhunter, you know, uses this yellow jobs website and they go, well, you know, people use this because they don't like their boss or their coworker and they have a problem with them. I don't know if I'd really want that person working for me if that someone had a problem with them at their other job. Yeah, but but the companies that use headhunters, they don't care. The headhunters don't care. They don't care. You know, yeah. they're just going to recommend somebody. They say, okay, he's got these kind of credentials. You can get them at this price and they just plug them in. You know, so I think that the the companies that, that use headhunters to as employment mechanisms, they're the ones that are going to go. What what the heck's happening? Right. I wasn't thinking yeah. of it as a headhunter service. I was thinking it was just HR from a company using this website. Yeah, I, I'd I'd look to see like a headhunter. You're right. Use yeah. this to feed a headhunter, and then have the headhunter basically sell this person to the company. Those headhunters, man, they make some pretty big money. Oh, and they're relentless too, dude. They, yeah. If they get if they get your number, they will call you and call you and call you. Unrelent. I mean, oh my goodness! I had a head. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I had this one company. I don't know how they got my name, but they they called me for like six months every stinking day. I oh yeah, I had to go and get a, a caller ID put on my phone. <laughs> So, so like I could see who's, yeah, like collections. It was like, Jesus, quit calling me. I'm, I've already told you no, you know. Well, and then they called back. Well, we got this really, really great deal this time. No, leave yeah. me alone. I don't want to relocate to Spain. Really exotic. Oh, they wanted. Oh, they wanted me moving all over the world, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm staying where I am, and I'm making the money I'm making now. Just go away. That's why I hate these jobs where these people work for solely commission because those people are pains in the asses. Oh, yeah. Because they have no – Shut up. Yeah. The people that that do that kind of stuff, headhunters or collection agents, they have no soul. I mean Mm -hmm. their their entire existence is – they don't care what you – no, I, I don't. I don't mean. I, I need. To, I need to stop you here, Ward. I need to stop you. I got to put the hit the brakes for you. I, I used to work collections. We are not soulless, okay? It, it's um, not soulless. You're we're doing skin. our job. Yes. It's, it's not our fault that you're, you're welching on uh, your bill that you're supposed to. Pay. <laughs> Am I right? I'm not, you owe someone money. Nothing. You're not paying them the money. I'm not welching on nothing. I don't owe nobody no money. What I was talking about was was the headhunters, but I figured I'd. Res- Relay that into collection. Oh yeah, you figure you throw someone else into the next one. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll throw somebody else under the bus. But Charlie, you know what he's talking about. There, there are jobs out there I, where I, you make you don't make a oh, penny yeah. unless you sell something. So well, yeah, so it, you're gonna. It, that's how collections works. It's all commission based on how well you collect. You know, if you can get someone to pay somewhat, you know, you get 
you know, commission-based off of that. And that's how you get paid. But And, you know, some people do it unscrupulously. You know, they do really, really shady tactics to get your money, get their money back. And they're against the law in most cases. Um, but there are people that, you know, they're honest with it. And... But anyway, let's have fun. It's Saturday night, baby. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. night ain't over yet. Saturday night, we've got nothing to do. Yeah. No, I could be doing something, but I'd rather spend it with you, Corey. Oh, your hands are above the keyboard? I'm I'm happy. Yes, they are. <laughs> Double click my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone remember that from Survivor Australia? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, no. No. Voodoo Economics. <laughs> That's from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love Ben Stein. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, I just saw some stupid film with him in it. It was one of those. Oh, he's in uh, the Fairly Odd Parents, also. He <laughs> plays a pixie. This one was like from the mid '80s. It was after Bueller, and I think it had like Andrew McCarthy in it or somebody like that. One of those... uh, uh, mannequin, maybe? No, not mannequin. Jesus Christ! Well, that was mid '80s. So it was after Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but he wasn't and in that. That one. was when Kim Cattrall wasn't on uh... Sex in the City. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was going to say something even worse, but... Police Academy <laughs> 1. Oh, God, yeah. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Porky's, Porky's, Porky's. Oh, oh, thank you. You're welcome. I haven't seen that one in a few years. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't have movie cores to be watching tonight after this show. <laughs> welcome back <laughs> to another exciting edition of Masturbate Theater. Hey. Um, <laughs> why, yeah. why, why does it always have to go into oh, the gun? wrong skateball, don't know you. <laughs> wrong number. Charlie, next story. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Yeah, Lord, what's going on with some uh, company up in New York? Yeah, there's We're a right company in New York now that uh, in Brooklyn that are it's they're called uh, Brooklyn Ghost Investigators. Who are you going to call? It, exactly, <laughs> Brooklyn but Ghost they Investigators. Charge, they charge an extremely <laughs> low twenty dollars an hour really? to go and yeah, twenty bucks an hour, and they'll help chase the ghosts or goblins out of your house. Uh, what about they witches? use a con- and, uh, not witches, just ghosts and spirits. Uh, but uh, they use uh, a Ouija board, and uh, uh, they often use seances to talk to the to the dead or the undead and try and get them to leave. <laughs> hey, I'll do it for ten dollars an hour. I'll just whip out my Milton Bradley Ouija board and go out. Actually, I was thinking more of a Monopoly board or something like that. You know, play the doors, break on through to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it sounds like a scam for twenty bucks an hour. You know, it's like, yeah. But and then I, when they, how many hours does it take for you to get rid of a ghost? I don't know. 50, I mean, there, 55? I mean, you know, if you go in and you say, "Okay, I want you to to uh, to fix my car," all right, I, I want you to 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 fix yeah. the uh, the front corner panel on my car. I can look it up online and say to replace the front corner panel on this on a you know this type of car it takes you know three hours and then right, they'll so start a problem with your engine and then it's going to take another eight hours <laughs> yeah but i mean initially the, the the actual changing of that corner panel is going to be you know is going to be what did i say three hours so i know i'm going to pay them 60 bucks there is no 
no blue book or no <laughs> no reference guide to how long it takes to get rid of a of a ghost. You mean wouldn't it be so? I mean, they could take that minute, twenty dollars. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it be in the take it for months? Wouldn't it be in the Kelly Boo book? Oh, that was just bad. <laughs> Instead of blue was, boo. Oh God, was it was that was that your attempt at a joke, Corey? I, 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 mean, I don't I, I don't have a rim shot over here to play. Sorry, but but um. um so <laughs> so you 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 didn't have a rim shot, so you threw up a rim job. That was terrible. Oh, that was good. That was good. I like that one more. That was that, that was a nasty, um, but uh, it was good. What's a rim job, Daddy? What's a rim job? <laughs> Two girls weren't Ask your mothers. <laughs> Except it's soft serve. Oh, Jesus Christ, girls. But yes, moving on, moving along. I don't know. I mean, moving you know, right you know, you could get yourself a multimeter and you can make up bullshit excuses and you could be there for like three four hours and make a few bucks yeah oh yeah especially if you get somebody who doesn't know and and you figure you know somebody's scared they think they already got ghosts in their house you show up and go you know what i can get rid of these ghosts for 20 bucks an hour i you know i i can't tell you how tough they're gonna be blah 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 you feed them a line of crap Then you get in there and, and you start playing with the multimeters and stuff, and you go, wow, you have lots of spiritual activity going on. I don't know. This 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 could take a while. This looks like it's going to be a big job. And, and, you know, that, well, you, you know, now figure, you have to go buy the multimeters. You, you have to have uh, a jumpsuit because right, you're not going to be credible. You're not going to be credible without a jumpsuit. Right, you you right. have to have miners' hats. A yeah, proton. I'm not even saying. No, no. See, you got to keep it looking legit. So you you have the, the, the miner's helmet on with the with the lamp on it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've been you in Pennsylvania. Show... Waits long there. Uh, night vision goggles well, I'm, too. I'm saying, oh, absolutely. Obviously, yeah. Night vision goggles. Yeah. Well, you're you're going to be looking for the ghost at night, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and. Then, then you got, you know, then you got to categorize it, right? Poltergeist, exorcist, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, well, first you have to go in and you have to do the initial survey. The, the initial survey, yeah. And the initial survey is where you determine what type of specialist you have to bring in. So if you go in and it's just your basic run-of-the-mill, there's a ghost hanging out here, he's not really doing nothing, you could go and get you know a shaman or something. You get a shaman. He comes in. And he does a little dance, and everything goes away. But if you know your kid's head spinning three sixties and you know puking uh, piece soup, <laughs> yeah. At that point, you got to bring in the exorcist. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I mean, there's a high mortality rate on that one. But now the consultation fee—it's twenty bucks an hour once we bring in the, the experts. But, the, you know, the consultation, that's going to take a couple hours just to start with because after you tell us, you know, what stories you got, now i got to go and find out exactly where they're emanating from. Now, this can take a while. Man, I'm giving away – I'm sitting here giving away all my business ideas. That, that would be beautiful. I mean, it's, it's a simple business. And, and basically, you're a high, you know, a shuckster or heister or whatever the hell well, you want to call it. Gas. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a welcome to the pyramid cast. <laughs> yeah, this is the the average work for war. Average, average Joe show uh, 
Scamcast. <laughs> well, this week on Scamcast, opening up your own Ghostbusters. Is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving uh, on. Hmm. Moving right along. <laughs> hmm. Okay. It looks like the HD DVD is not going to die very soon, but Charlie has a story about that too. No, no, it's it's dead, Corey. It, <laughs> Toshiba is really yeah. Toshiba's killed it. All right, what's going? On? It's over with. The party's over. We all had fun, and Sony's going to screw us now by overcharging us for Blu-ray DVDs, or I'm sorry, Blu-ray HD DVDs or Blu-ray discs. So let's call them that, okay? So, if you bought, however, an HD DVD player within the past 90 days from a Circuit City store, at least here in North America or the U.S., you can return it and get credit. Huh? So you can, now you can return it and buy a Blu-ray player, or, conveniently enough, a PS3. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> you see, I didn't say two girls, one cup. I just said two girls. I mean, uh, <laughs> two birds, one stone. So, yeah, uh, 90 days, you have to have your receipt, and you had to have bought it from Circuit City. Now, I don't know why Best Buy has not jumped on this bandwagon, as I would see it as a purchasing opportunity. Because, you know, when you go to the store to return something, that you're going to get more than what you just returned. You're going to go and buy stuff more. You're going to buy more stuff. At least that's me. Well, we talked about that with the uh, gift cards around the holidays, too. Right, right. Were we on? Were we on during the holidays? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. No, you that. you missed those twelve weeks. Yeah, right. Well, here's here's my here's my question: If they're going to give credit for people that bought the HD DVD players, does that mean Circuit City is not selling HD DVDs anymore? You think? I don't. I mean, people still have the players. They it, bought them more than ninety days ago. I do. I, right, I think, you know, for those that have the Xbox 360 and you bought that add-on player, I have mine. And you know what? Amazon's doing their little fire sale by selling them with up to 50% or more off. And I'm sure Circuit City's going to tow that line eventually. Cause that, but, you know, companies like Best Buy, though, I mean, they're not really big on, you know, um, selling things at a discount. However, Walmart, who has stopped selling them, they still have them in stock because, obviously, you don't throw away something that someone's going to buy. You know what I'm saying? So they're still selling stuff, but they're just not buying any more HD DVDs because, well, there are no more to buy. Yeah, So, because, well, I mean, the, the major labels aren't going to be pressing them. Right. So, so my, my there is an overstock of them, obviously. So for those that, you know, are really looking for stuff, I would check out uh, sites like overstock.com and, uh, you know, hey, you know what? It, it, it's HD DVD, but it's still 1080p. It's not like, you know, you're missing out on anything if you don't have it on Blu-ray. If you can, and I know they still sell them, I would get a combo drive. I would get an HD DVD player Blu-ray drive if you have the coin for it. Because, you're gonna, like I said, you're going to find fire sales for these HD DVD movies when it comes down to it. Because they are the new beta as far as um, the, the format war. And there's nothing wrong with the HD DVD. Disc. It's it's perfectly fine. Well, here's my qu- the only difference is is size because a dual, a dual layer, layered HD DVD will hold 25 gigabytes, whereas a dual layered Blu-ray disc will hold 50 gigabytes. Well, here's my question: Are they going to make the combo drives 
five years down the road when HD DVD is dead completely? Probably not. So, uh, probably. Oh, it's dead. Well, yeah, well I'm saying though. I mean, you go out and buy. Well, you go out and buy an HD DVD movie now. That might be great now, but what happens if your player takes a crap down the road? You've got this nice little frisbee that you can't do anything with. Makes a great coaster. That's about it. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I, I take care of my stuff, and usually, if you take care of yourself, you, you're not going to have problems. But you know, Corey, like you, like me, I have kids. Um, right. And you have little hands, I have little hands, but you know what? Um, little hands touch my stuff, big hands touch their hands. <laughs> they don't have to again. No, <laughs> but you're kidding. right. You're right. Uh, um, but, you know, it, it's like, you know, you touch my DVD player, kid, I'll touch yours, and you won't see it for a week. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you know, take care of yourself, and you know, you won't have problems with it unless there's a genuine technical problem. I think Toshiba, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know this for sure. I think they'll stand behind their product, say, you know, one or two years down the line, because people bought warranties for these machines. Nothing wrong with HD DVD. Um, you know, you just got to watch what you're paying. You know, check eBay. Uh, I bought a lot of great movies around Christmas time on eBay for prices that would make your jaw drop. Just amazing. So uh, check that out. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I've rambled enough here. Uh, <laughs> okay, Corey, <laughs> got the time? But I do have the time. Of course, that time is daylight. Time to get a walk. It's daylight savings time. That fun-filled, uh, really? You know that fun-filled time of the year where we get pissed off in the morning because we lose a whole hour of sleep? Yeah, we wake up and go, man. damn, did I sleep that late? Well, I... Ironically, there's a, a study out done by a university in lovely Indiana saying that daylight savings time may actually waste energy. Well, there's a big surprise. Yeah, they should talk. <laughs> if you, got, you guys remember last year where they stretched out the daylight savings time, giving us three extra weeks in the spring and an extra week in the wintertime, saying that's going to save on fuel consumption, electric bills, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, Jane Tesla kind of a You know, somehow some morons came up with some <laughs> mathematical formula and thought that would work. Well, according to this, it looks like that the $4.4 billion they thought they'd save was actually a mistake. So either the government, oh, you know, either the government didn't know what the hell they were doing, surprise, surprise, or the studies are wrong. Anyone really care? Huh. No. It's Not just really. Saturday, man. I lose an hour, I get pissy with the kids. And <laughs> well, just, just, just let the clock stay at one time or the other, you know? I, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I think that, you know, the, the original plan behind Daylight Savings Time was for farmers. Right. Farmers, yeah. You know, so that they could get more time to uh, harvest crops. You know, and, and at that time, I mean pretty much there was a lot more farmers than we have now and they and well and and they didn't have the tools i mean the the guys that are doing it you know that are farmers now they can run them big harvesters whatever the hell they're called you know they can combines. run them at night i mean combines. yeah combines whatever they i mean they can put headlights on the damn thing and drive it all night <laughs> so it's not it's not the same you know and and it's i, I feel the same thing about schools you know, I, I, I mean, when, when you were a kid, you had summers off, right? Of course. Yep. All right. Of course. Now, Not in think about this. The, the, reason be, the reason for that was so that 
during the summer, you could go. No, it was so during the summers, you could go help in the farm, go help in the fields. All right. That's antiquated. Uh, That's why, you know, and, and if you and if you think back, you'd go to school all year. Take your summer off. When you come back, the first three months was spent teaching you what you had already learned the last three months of last year. So you had to rehash all that stuff. Exactly. So that's why the people I, in Japan do it year round. They don't take uh, summers off. And, that, and, and that's why. And Monday that's why they're Saturday, kicking our right? ass. Monday and that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, they only get one And that's day why off. they're kicking our ass. More efficient. Yeah. Sad to say. Yeah, and agree. Yeah, I mean, my brother is a teacher, and and he basically told me that that uh, the reason that they have summers off is so that the teachers don't commit suicide. Nice. That's that's something to so, about <laughs> when I get to school. No, hey, you, uh, you get Mr. Jones an uh, apple because you may not see him next. I year. don't know how you your schools work up there, guys, but in Florida, it seems like these kids have every freaking day off they can think of. Oh, absolutely. There, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, obviously, behind. you have your holidays and your 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 break, your winter breaks and all that stuff, but these kids get like uh, non-teacher, non-student uh, days off from school, <laughs> so they get like three-day weekends all the time. Like, what the hell's going on with this shit? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you when you were in high school? Were you getting all pissy about that? I know I was. We didn't get that in high school. No, no. What? We got you know we got the holidays. Once in a blue moon, we had like a half a day on a Friday for 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 the teachers to stay there and yeah. do stuff. But there was no such thing as a non-teacher, non-student day off. No, that's a bullshit excuse. President? No, that, that's a holiday. You I'm not talking a holiday. I'm just talking a non-excuse bullshit day. No, we oh, we never oh, had. Yeah. The- the closest thing no, no, we did have like teachers' service. Right, but they stay in school. Yeah, we yeah, have those too. Later in the morning. We've also yeah. got them where there's nobody that goes to school. They just shut the school down for a day, so they have a three day weekend or whatever. Oh, we oh no, we never that. had well, that. No, we didn't either. It, it was either we come in really late because the teachers had to do some kind of training or right. something, and we get to sleep in late, which is cool. And the periods were like twenty minutes apart. <laughs> it was great because like, all right, right getting the math class, which I really hated. I'm only in here for 20 well, minutes. Well, catch this. For, for their Thanksgiving break, they also got Wednesday off, too. Let's talk <laughs> Last about story, Ward's talking about breasts. Going out with class. Going out with yes. class. Exactly. We, I, you, you know, I had to put this story in because I noticed that we haven't been talking about boobs enough. Okay, yeah, and, I know. You know uh, Classy show you know, this is. And with, with the name of the show, show the average joe show guys talk about boobs that's the way it is so there was a, a japanese what's that who's that my who's that in front of my wife i don't yeah oh, i do <laughs> oh nice I, I, I can't control Please. myself Bonus. Uh, there was a japanese pinup model who had been charged with like breaking and entering and she had been found guilty and she appealed, and then she won her appeal by successfully arguing that her breasts were too big to allow her to squeeze through the hole that the man alleged she made to gain entry to the room. Now, the I'm only sorry, thing is that she really a Japanese woman, <laughs> what is that possible? She has a forty-four inch bust. That's impossible. Come on, you never want. You no. are, you know what I know it, Corey. I I hope he they're, knows. If they're that. not natural, that, that's impossible. they're definitely. 
I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're oh, hell no, not, not on a Japanese woman. Hell no. I'm, I'm looking. I find her a picture of her on Yahoo, but it's uh, her name is Serena Serena Kazakura, and uh, the picture on Yahoo, she looks pretty large. But well, for the, for, for the uh, for the good of the show, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> if this is her, she's extremely large. Anyway, I, I just think that that's the greatest defense ever. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine trying to convince your lawyer? No, look, when you go in there and you're, you're going to argue my case in front of the judge, tell him there's absolutely no way I could do it with my budget. Well, you know, you just go in there and say, if the tit don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> okay, Mr. Cochran. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, awesome. you know what? That sweater looks like it's ready to bust open uh <laughs> yeah, she is she is large, but I mean, yeah. like I said, that that's that's the first time I've heard uh, the <laughs> the big boobs defense. You know, we, you had the the uh, the leather glove on OJ. Now you got the her boobs are just too big. You know, I just have visions of the uh, attorney in there going, "I got to argue the boobs." She's like, "No, look, don't don't." And she's like all embarrassed. No, don't be talking about the size of my boobs. And he's like, no, nah, man, there's no way you can fit through the hole with tits like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got to send you guys a picture link because you know what? Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yes. You make me laugh for it. We will have pictures of her on the, we'll have pictures of her on the website, AverageJoeShow.com, definitely. Go that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Average Joe Show. Of course, I want to remind you to go to our website, AverageJoeShow.com. And if you have any gripes, complaints, comments, whatever, you just want to say hi, shoot us an email at talk at AverageJoeShow.com. I want to thank my co-host for coming here tonight and joining me in this strange conversation we had. Charlie, I want to thank you for being here. You got anything? Always, always good to be here. Oh, glad to have you here. Anything to plug? Anything to plug? Uh, um, We.ThePodcastNetwork.com, that's for the We Show. I do with Brian Ebbett from Cumberville. That's always fun. What about what so about tired thumbs? I mean, are you going to do that again soon? That's kind of touchy right now because things might be changing with that. Uh, so it's something completely different that I really can't really comment okay. yet on. So nothing exclusive. It's not like you know, oh, non disclosure agreement. It's just, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm just in a phase where I don't know what I'm going right. to do with it. So I don't want to promise like you know I am you know. <laughs> There's going to be, you know, 20 pages of content tomorrow morning when, you know, I have one blog entry. <laughs> From 2005. <laughs> this is a test. Hey, welcome to the first show. <laughs> this is a test blog. What the fuck? This asshole talks about this website? Hello, world. <laughs> oh, Kicking it old school. Yeah. Hello, world. If anyone doesn't know what that means is um, usually if um, – you're reading like a program book or an HTML book, and they want you to try out, you know, writing text or something like that. But usually, they'll have that word in there, "Hello world," to kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it's write a message, I guess. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, that's also want to also Ward? yes. Let's thank Ward before we get off on a tangent. Ward Miller, thanks for being here tonight. Not a problem. And what do you got to plug this week? Uh, I'm still going to continue Ooh. to plug Restaurant Food Fast. 
All right. Uh, All right. We'd like to thank everyone for downloading our show and listening to it this week. And we hope you come back again next week. Till then, have a good one. Thank you.